It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 39. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, we have news on the passing of Sam Blake, the voice of Yugiri, a new Yoshida interview with four gamers out, the Starlit Celebration comic strip contest has come to a close, the Heavensward original soundtrack is coming soon, one of our dear community reps is leaving the team, Lots and lots of dev tracking. And we mined some salt with a discussion on a Reddit post. A recent Reddit post. Like, yesterday. Alright, but first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? I'm gonna pick on Ruby. Oh, well, good for me. <laughs> How are you, Yelta? My, my options are limited. I so know, and I'm... it's either that or you pick on yourself. So, <laughs> what you gonna do? Um, glad to be here. Uh, this week, not a whole lot. I actually spent some time off of the game, playing some other games, doing some other things. But what time I did spend in game, I was doing a lot of crafting. I'm still on my crafting bend because I really want to make sure my crafters are up to speed come 3.2. Not that I'm expecting a whole lot out of 3.2. There's, there's some reason to it. Like, I really want to get where I can make some of the relic items... Uh, pretty, I wouldn't say easily, but well enough that I could make some money off of it. I'm not going to lie. I want to make money. And <laughs> uh, I also want to be able to make furniture before 3.3. I hope I'm not spilling all the beans and all the way to make money before 3.3. But give out the secrets. I know. <laughs> but there are apartments coming, and I want to be ready for that, so... That's kind of been my uh, my bend. So um, I also been thinking like a way to get me into the relic game because I, I have been poking along. I think I'm at 13 items now or something. And um, I really need to at least put some effort into it other than like running one dungeon a day or something. So I'm thinking maybe like 10 relic items a week, but that may be overstepping it. Maybe I should think of like five or seven relic items a week, but something i want to give myself a small goal to at least focus a little bit on some battle content or do some hunts or something like that because i've been very lopsided doing just crafting stuff and i probably had to balance it out before i get burned out on the crafting <laughs> yeah but that's about it what about yourself i uh i was leveling marauder mostly doing beastman daily kind of stuff again trying to get those items for the relic and uh ulf and i ran our astrologian Dark Knight duo and ran some dungeons, so I got I got a level on that on Astrologian. I worked on the weekly challenge log a little bit, and of course, so we're doing the Fate one, and we're doing Fates and Corthus, and of course, Ulf is getting the relic crystals dropping, and I get nothing. Squat. Oh wow. Of course, uh, I was also having trouble keeping connected too, so that kind of sucked. But uh, I did some gathering and some uh, free company crafting. We're working on another piece of airship. Oh, so, that's right. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. So I popped on and, and worked on that a little bit. So uh, all in all, pretty quiet. Uh, I, I know that we've got some uh, thoughts about doing some more interesting stuff coming in the future. We've kind of been talking with this other link shell, and they're going to start running more things. So hopefully, hopefully we'll be listing more exciting things that we do. <laughs> Oh, for real. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking to get into, even if it's helping some people through Primals first to get them up to speed to do some other stuff. I'm, I'm totally excited about running some other content. And you did remind me just now, we, we've been talking with our airship captain, Zante. And Zante has uh, 
really done some serious breakdown of what we need. We've got spreadsheets, everybody. We have spreadsheets. <laughs> we have. I have my hands up right now in the Neil deGrasse Tyson way, like we we have spreadsheets. Um, and the spreadsheets state what parts and pieces of the airship, so we can aim for certain statistics. Now we don't know everything there is to know about airships, but we are focus focusing on certain stats, so we can. I think the goal is like to hit as many spots and farm as much materia as possible. That's what we're kind of aiming to do so we can have all the materia that we need come 3.2. So that part of the upgrade is so we can get some, I believe we're going for range and um, perception or something so we can mm, get out so to the, make more stops the far, for, yeah, the far yep. places and, and all that. So we'll see how that goes. But the airship captain has the plan set and, he sent us little worker bees to go get wood. I actually really like that when I go to the website and I'm like, okay, here's what we're working on. Invincible 2 hull and we need this. Yeah. It, so I mean, it's, I it's, it gives you incentive. We've talked before about having incentive in the game to do content. And, you know, we've made, we've set incentives for ourselves saying, hey, we want to get materia. In three uh, before three point two, so the incentive here is if we get these pieces together, we'll be able to get more materia and uh, not have to buy it. You know, so yeah, I do not want to buy materia. Oh God, no! The prices <laughs> of things are getting crazy on the auction house. I don't know if it's because less people are playing or or what's going on, or it's just that lull between patches or what have you. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I've I've sold some ridiculously low level items for tens of k i know that doesn't sound like a whole lot but when something you can make at level 15 sells for 20k you're like oh yeah you yeah. know that's <laughs> that's something so um i've said it a million times if you can't make money in heaven's word what are you doing <laughs> yeah i need to uh dig into some of you uh, some of our uh, materia and, and maybe start gearing out, melding out some. I, I was trying to get all my stuff to 60 so I couldn't do the melding. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got there. So now I want to, you know, people keep saying we have all this materia and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to use it. Someone else will need it. And then it just sits there. So I think I'm going to have to go use it. Oh, for sure. It's, you know, yeah. it's nice to, it's nice to use the skills you learn to help other people. It's nice to be wanted. I, I was mm -hmm. able to make a couple sets of gear for some friends uh, this past week. Um, I, high quality, hundred percent. It felt good to do it, but it also felt like when they give when people give you mats and you have to craft something, you're like, oh shit, I can't fuck this up. You know, if it's my own, I can fuck it up, but I can't fuck this up. You know, and they're watching you. <laughs> make this in front of me. <laughs> Don't fuck up. Don't fuck I'm it gonna... up. I'm gonna go hide in this yeah. corner now and go make this gear and. You can't watch oh, me, guess. but yeah, it's it's just it's nice to be able to do something. I guess that's why I've been focusing on the crafting stuff lately because it feels like I'm still putting something toward a team. You know, it's still going towards the good of the free company and some other things. So I feel like I'm part of a team where you know because we're not we're not running, we're not raiding right now. So it's it's just mm -hmm. nice to bring something to a table. So anyway. All right, you listeners, you can shoot the shit with us on our website gtffxiv.com. First round is the news. We have some sad news. Sion, Blake, the voice of Yugiri, recently, well, we don't know, passed away. Uh, her last credited work was voice acting in the video game Final Fantasy XIV, Heavensward, as the character Yugiri. 
uh, I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but there's some grisly details. They they found her body and two of her children. Yes, that is. Yes. Mm. Yeah, in in London. Heartbreaking. That's yeah. I didn't know a lot about her. Of course, I don't know a ton about the voice actors unless they're huge you know, stars or they've, they've been in other things or other Final Fantasy games, you know. But um, for Miss Blake, uh, she apparently was uh, huge in some uh, British uh, uh, shows and things. Uh, of course, EastEnders. Uh, it's a big deal, British yeah. soap opera. So uh, she's, been, uh, she's been pretty prolific in her work. And it's a very sad thing that happened here. Yeah, it's, it's just really sad. You know, we had all the voice actors change at the end of 2.0, um, and we've lost we lost some good Gordian, uh, Gordon Emery. We lost him, and and it's like we, okay, we'll get used to the new set of voice actors. And um, you know, I mean, I I hate that we have to get used to another voice actor. I hate more <laughs> the circumstance that this happened. Yeah, so no, that's is, just awful. Yeah. But we we appreciate our voice actors and absolutely, and, appreciate- and she will live uh, forever as the voice of Yugiri and. Uh, uh, 3.0 content here up to date. So, all right, we have a four gamer interview. Yoshida responds to player questions slash requests. <laughs> There's this is quite this is quite the long interview. There's oh man, there's, some There's no stuff. way we can cover it all, so we're gonna have to let's do some bullet points. I well, guess. there's some high points in here. There's some there's some black bold texts that we can uh, kind of hit the highlights. The first one here: How do you adjust? the difficulty of end game content. And he does go into quite a bit about how they test, how they decide using, you know, base level, uh, the item level required to clear, and we move down from there. Uh, But there's a lot of little tit for tat type questions as it goes back and forth, like, okay, so this is how you do it and what have you. They, They go into healer DPS where he says healers are required mm-hmm. to bring zero DPS, but then he's asked the questions, you know, well, what do you mean by minimal, and is that really what you mean when somebody goes into it with the base level, eye level, to get into it? And then Yoshida's like, well, not exactly, because then healers do have to kind of help. Oh, okay, so there's that double answer that we've always thought we had. Yeah. Yeah. We did really get two answers in the past. You and I have talked back and forth about healers don't have to, healers do. And here within one article, within three or four sentences here, he gives both answers that they don't have to. And yet they do if you go but in on a do. low level, yeah. if you're not meeting the the base item level requirement that they set it to whenever they design the content. So... Interesting read on that one. What do you think about that? Um, I, I don't know. I, I still don't. I'm, I'm bitter because I don't super like Alexander. Not only from our experience with it, but the fact that I've watched many, many people like just statics implode, and this is like even worse than turn seven. Sure. And uh, so, and they talk about you know balancing it, and and then you know they talk about like they create it. And then they kind of play it and nerf it and play it and nerf it and play it and nerf it, you know, kind of as they go or whatever. Yeah, but they don't and even really like, well, have enough time to do all that either. Well, no, and then and then they they do their their players their testers can't, it sounds like can't even win it anyway, so they do the fight in an invulnerable state. Right. And and then and then part of me is like, okay, so 
they do all this dumbing down, but you, we can't have three levels of raid. No, and he tiers? and he clearly says that. I'm not sure if it's in this first area or not, but he does say that the manpower is too low. Uh, the staffing is too low to do three or more tiers of content. He flat out says it in here. We'll, we maybe get get to that when I find it here yeah. a little later. But yeah, <sighs> what about this next topic here? Changing the image of astrologians. I didn't. I didn't know there was like a whole I didn't know image. They had an image problem. Like I didn't know there was an image thing. I thought it was to me. I thought the astrologian problem was it needed a little more oh shit button. Like, it needed a little bit more like, I got to pull the throttle here and really pump. I know you've got the, the speed cast thing, the light speed, but I still felt like there was a maybe a little juggling aspect that made the class feel a little clunky, but not really an image problem, per se. Well, that it had an image problem a month after it came out because mm -hmm. no one knew how to play it, but we are... We're in the new year now. I mean, right. it, how long is how long have we had astrologians? How long have we had people have figured out how to play it? They've cleared content with it. I this seems like a six month old question. Yeah, or, you know, well, you know, it's is... a six month old answer that's given. In yeah. Yoshida says there are many good players who have not yet become accustomed to the job. Well, maybe if they haven't played it at all, but the good players who have picked it up have very well become accustomed to it. I play a uh, I, I play a career white mage, and I have become accustomed to Astrologian, and it is not my favorite of the two. I'm not a scholar. I don't play scholar, but um, uh, white mage is clearly my favorite over Astrologian. Even though it's got some cool stuff to it, I still feel like it's kind of reverse clunky. And they start with that question about, we saw feedback, this is for gamer. we saw feedback about Astrologian, that it is not a job that is often recruited and that the enmity rises too quickly. Well, why would you say that? Astrologian is a great DPSer. Like, it really can bring some damage because gravity is, I think, three-fourths of the cost of holy. And um, it does, it, it's a ranged AoE. So you're, it's kind of like having flare. And you're, you're kind, you, can, you can shoot out a bunch of those, but you get so fast. And mine's spec for spell speed. You pump out enough of those gravity, you ain't got shit for MP left. And unlike White Mage, where you can pop the, white, the, the oh shit, I need to get my MP back real quick, you have to mm -hmm. use it in advance. It's like a Quelling Strikes regen, or MP regen, refresh. And um, it, it just doesn't have the same feel where you don't feel like it's an, oh shit, you've already used all your MP if you use it inefficiently. But then again, you're given those skills, so you think, well, maybe I should be pumping out some of these things. Maybe that's just the way I play it, but I can see the enmity rising too quickly issue, and I don't think it's because I'm a bad astrologian. I don't think it's because I haven't mastered the class and you know I haven't played it long enough. I don't know. I just don't. I'm just. I'm not keen on that answer so much. Well, and, and I, oh, this is the other one. The uh, with the different stances. Apparently, it's hard to master because you have two stances. Lots of jobs have two stances, and it's not like mind blowing to wrap your head around no, how those two stances work. And I don't know. I. I don't, I'm not really sure. Apparently they think we're dumb. Well, I don't know. yeah, I, I get that a little lower in this in this article as well. <laughs> yeah. And and he does go back to the point that astrologians, they don't want to make hasty adjustments. And I agree with it. I don't want hasty adjustments either to any of the classes. Um, and that they still don't want or can't. 
I, you know, sometimes I think they blame things on issues that aren't there. You know, like when you're when you're working, you're working that retail job, and you're like, policy says. It's like, well, well come on, use some common sense. Policy says, and. In this sense, I feel like Yoshida's like, well, these servers, guys, you know, if we remove, if we do shuffle and it gives, if it doesn't do the same card back, I don't know. There's going to have to be adjustments. I don't know. So please wait. Well, and they did talk, they wanted to make adjustments to several jobs, not just Astrologians. Absolutely. So. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, we'll be making adjustments for the balance of all jobs, not just Astrologians in the future. So good call there. Yeah. Oh, good. Raid matching beyond data centers so I can play with even more people I will never get to meet again. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Uh, well, I mean, maybe this is the, the Band-Aid for his problem, which is stated as people are moving worlds to um, mm -hmm. to find people to, do to play with. Yeah, which we had a friend yeah. that, that moved worlds to, to play with other people. I don't know if that's because of other friends so much as, as to find raid content, but... I've seen other people on Twitter say, I'm moving to this server and I'm moving to that server. And um, it's a real thing. So this, this, oh, for sure. this may yeah. be, this may be a solution. Once again, though, we're, we're still relying on duty finder slash raid finder a whole lot, but eh. Oh, for sure. Eh. Oh, let's see. Oh, and the fundamental solution is more people need to try end game content. <laughs> my goodness because apparently it can be difficult right now to find eight people motivated to challenge something i i i to me it's like then that's the content it's not that you if if you're on a large server like excalibur and we can't find eight people to go do something there's a problem well and then you also have the wall of the like an ins for for us and and this may tie in with something a little also a little later in this article but with Party Finder, when I get on Party Finder and I look, if I haven't beaten that content within a week, maybe two, the wall is already up. You, if you, yeah. no bonus. Yeah. God damn you if you have a fucking bonus on anything. No bonus. No bonus. No bonus. Um, learning parties aren't learning parties. Learning parties are we get to phase two and we quit. Clear parties mean it's a learning party that they're fucking fed up of the losers. And um, then you have the no bonus people, which is basically where we stand now. If you have not cleared uh, a, a one or two, it's don't. AS1 or AS2. It's no bonus. No bonus. Um, Thornton EX, no bonus. God, no it, bonus. No, bonus. Yeah. no, 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 no. No bonus. So uh, that that's part of the issue too. Now, maybe a raid matching... Um, duty finder would help uh across uh, across a, a data center maybe um but i would think maybe more of the party finder would be better if you could do a a cross party find party finder not auto matching but actually be able to to talk to people and actually set something up so you can say, hey, there is quite a bit of us across, sir. There's got to be as much as Excalibur or Hyperion or some of the, the larger servers have probably a lot of no bonus people. There's probably a lot of the smaller servers that have tons of people who can't who who need the content done. So 
you know, maybe this will help. Maybe a raid matching party finder is a better option, but we can't even get cross server friends lists. So, uh, yeah, you know, we can't get um, 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 an uh, alliance in the diadem. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Oh boy, they also talk about now this this one kind of was weird. The return of Harashafan, mm. and it's like um, Yoshida was like. His destiny was fulfilled. Maybe we could get some flashbacks. <laughs> Not really. Into, Not really what I care about for the future of no, 3.x. <laughs> yeah. It's, and they talked about, you know. And how about his fucked up picture frame? Why does it got that weird hangy down thing on the picture frame? It makes it so hard to put up in our home. Oh, does it? I yeah, really it's got a weird it little pendulum thing at the bottom that's oh. like a diamond, but then there's another diamond set to the side of it that's off-center, and it's really asymmetrical, and it's also, it clashes with everything in our house. So, it has to go. It has to go. <laughs> we love you, but you We love you, that, but you have to go. The fact that we have furniture, we might want more sitting in boxes. Take it to the grave site. <laughs> Lean it up against the Jeez. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh uh, and then I talked quite a bit about liking other characters sure. and writing and, and so much it, it, it's interesting, but Yeah, then like they talk a little bit about the uh the quests. Um like the writers of the Dark Knight quests were super popular. People, whoever the writing team that did the Dark Knight quests and the Rogue Quests and the Crystal Tower series, they're the same group of people. Um, main scenario writer, I'm going to butcher it, um, but um, they, uh, they're they super popular and always in high demand for, for writing the stuff, so they had a lot of impact, and I guess they set them on um, parts of the story, and they really wanted um, Oshifant to have a, a, a stronger story, but different than the others, because you got the others as you play the game, but, but his you have to get from a different angle, but you still get the same emotional attachment. It's interesting how they put together. And you know what? The story writing of 14 is is great. Other than the whole, like, we kill somebody and then bring them back the next patch. <laughs> well, it, most of it's really good. There's some that's kind of hit and miss and sure. kind of like, what? What? Sure. But Heavensward had a great story. Once they got through the, the Sultana stuff, which I, I still think is a bit inexcusable, but mm. after, if you get beyond the Sultana stuff, I think that the writing has been... Yeah. Impactful. The actual Heavensward itself storyline was, I found, very enjoyable. And there were quite a few moments where you just were hoping... I was just waiting for certain people to get to the same point in the storyline so I could talk about it. And mm -hmm. I hope we get some new good story coming up because... We're hungry for it. Me too. Hey, oh, a little tidbit at the end here. They mentioned the uh, the age of the uh, the scions are getting pretty old. Uh, that it's written in the description of Papalimo's minion that he's forty two years old. An old bastard. <laughs> I'm gonna go slap Yoshida. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Yoshida? Yoshida's got to be oh, like forty five or something. Right, they did have a discussion or a, some questions about customizing characters besides just appearance. So not just their appearance, but also like their skills and equipment so they could show some more individuality. And they've seen that topic come up quite a bit. And Yoshida says, right, so if we did something like add mode A and B for Dragoon, eventually people would figure out which one was stronger and then there would never be a decision again. So apparently we won't be having any sort of customization because 
Because choices are not choices are not subjective. There's only an objective choice, and Dragoon B is clearly better than than Dragoon A. So everybody will always pick Dragoon B, right? That's always the case. Because I don't think that's always the case. I I I disagree with you, Yoshida-san. Because I think that if you're given a choice, many players who are min-maxing may go for. Dragoon B because min max purposes they do squeak out um 1.5% more DPS per fight and that's that's you know if you're going to be end game top tier bleeding edge Dragoon B is the way to go you're a scrub if you're Dragoon A however um some people may like the playstyle of Dragoon A or some people may think the effects of Dragoon A go more with their character's type of playstyle or their uh RP you know, maybe I roleplay as the Fire Dragoon instead of the Ice Dragoon, and that's just the style I like to play, so I don't care if it just gives a tiny bit less DPS. I'm still still clear my content, and I'm fine with it. And I, I, that's, I just don't get the logic here that if he gives us choices yeah. that, um, that we, we're going to disregard the choices and we're not going to do... That's like saying, well, if I give you two choices, one choice will never get chosen and they'll be ridiculed or whatever, so we're not going to make content that people don't play. But what about Lords of Reminition? <laughs> what about... Yeah. What about a lot of content that was made that nobody really plays because it's just kind of like... We didn't really ask for it, but people are asking for maybe skill trees or... Well, and I was thinking skill trees or like like... I used to play WoW long ago, and I was never super in-game or anything, but I actually would go back to the trainer, and you could reset stuff, and I'd reassign stuff, and I'd see how that played, and that was part of the content for me, right? Mm -hmm. Just going out and trying a different arrangement of, you know, ability weights or something. We can't even have a spell speed versus crit set in this game, so just a gear set, much less... Oh my God! What if they let us, you know, adjust our personal stats for our character, or let us? I mean, we'll get some with materia, but you know, it's but it's still a, they're already the established parameters, and I, I don't well, think it's not going to break the mold very much to add, you know, spell speed versus determination versus skill speed versus. Whereas if you had a skill tree, they're going to have to actually, God forbid, balance the game. Between classes <laughs> and content. Oh my gosh, I don't... That sounds like I work. Just, you might have to go lay down. I don't... That sounds like, <laughs> like elemental well, weaknesses or something. Well, he even goes on to say that... Well, they know Yoshi's even like, we're, we're working on getting rid of the differences already mm. between the current jobs. Yeah, can, continue like, to read that. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so uh, they, they talk... I think part... I think it's... This is their question, right? The flow of the game is to keep collecting higher performance equipment and challenging more difficult content. So, if, of course, you want to figure out what works best. Some people only play their favorite jobs and in the end wind up playing whichever they feel is the most efficient. And Yoshida says, we're working on getting rid of those differences. And it's like, are we just going to make them all the same job? They're so Simulate. Resistance is futile. Futile. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, you know, they they ask about, you know, Final Fantasy XIV is the kind of game where you work to be the most efficient. Well, okay, I'm going to stop right there. That is one way to play the game. That is one way to play the game. That is exactly like my example for picking Dragoon Mode B. If that's how you want to play, and there are players that do that, they cleared Alexander Savage months and months ago. They were first 
they were the first to beat Bahamut. They were the first to beat Van Darnus. They're bleeding edge players, and they will min and max, and they will pick the class and the job and the race and everything that puts them at an advantage for their class or what have you. And that's a way to play it. That is, I don't take anything away from those people. But that's not how everybody plays. No, and, and to be brutally honest, anything outside of Extreme Primals and Savage Mode, it is not, the rest of the game is so easy, it's not going to matter if, because I, I, you know, redid my specs this way, I'm going to do 2% less DPS, but now I can throw out a heal or something. I mean, right. it's not going to matter. Yeah, when you're to, running your to give you dungeons, a little more fun, you know? Yeah, some flexibility. But Yoshida says that's like a console game or MMORPG based on a skill system with the leveling system, which is apparently what we have. Mm -hmm. All the jobs need to develop side by side, so it would be correct to say we won't be adopting a system like that. Okay, but tell me this. What if after 60, let's say 60 stops, what if it becomes a skill system after 60? I mean, is that a thing? Could that could that be implemented? Could 70 be the stopping point in a skill system after that where you have, you know, you, you get skill-based Or maybe you or, could buy, buy unlocks in a skill Well, kind of like, yeah, yeah. What, was the, what was the thing in 11 where um, the experience... It merits. Merits. Something, something merits. to that effect where you spent merits to use a different chain of abilities that you wouldn't have otherwise, you know? Well, here's why I like merits is you're improving your character. Yeah. Not putting a piece of materia on gear that you're going to throw away in six months. Right. Exactly. Anyway, we could speculate so, how to fix it. So the apparently we're not, we're not getting that is what it boils down to. Well, at least we're getting Yelta, the Hall of the Novice. And this we is, are getting the Hall of this the is going to be great because we're finally going to get away to check our DPS. We're going to get some, some DPS numbers. I'm sure we're going to be able to, um, to get some content that'll help the high end level players really get their game tight. Right. Right. I, 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 that's that's what I was hoping for, but that's right? apparently not what we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so they've been developing Hall of the Novice since 3.2, and it's content really for first-time MMORPG players to teach tanks how to take hate, healers how to recover the tanks and other party members, and for all jobs to avoid enemy attacks. It's content to teach the roles and basic mechanics for each role. Okay, so okay. The, they, they say, I see, so it won't be... So it won't have built-in tutorials for specific content. You'll go somewhere like Satasha. You may see novice players who are learning their role. Okay, I'm going to stop here. That's where you're supposed to learn it. I agree with you. Or the guild tests beforehand. The guild tests where they yell. What's that one with the giant? It's like the first two guild tests. They're like, oh, one of you should maybe get its attention. So the rest of them. Yeah, it's like the first or second. You know, you're right, yeah. It's under the armor. I don't remember. But it's like... Those are supposed to teach you how to tank. Our job quests should teach us how to tank. Our class quests at low level should teach you, I'm the tank, maybe I should get the attention of the enemy and trust my healers to heal me. Hey, let the NPC shout out. Flash, flash or <laughs> yeah. something, you know? Flash, flash. Prepare the dragon killers. Well, you know how that went. Mm. All right. So, uh, so Yoshida says the Hall of the Novice can be started just before Satasha. You hit a button to select your target and enter the content. NPCs will join you and the training will begin. It'll be a simple battle using an NPC party, which serves as a final exam before you can graduate. Once you complete it, you'll graduate and you'll obtain some nice equipment that you can use in the dungeons. I think people who were afraid to tank because they didn't know how to take hate until now and didn't want to practice in dungeons will find this helpful to practice. All right, I'm going to stop. 
<sighs> is is this type of content here that important? Is there such a struggle between 10 and 15 that we need the Hall of the Novice right there between the two? Or don't you just blow past it? Like, 10 to 15, really? How long does that take? 20 minutes? Like... Well, yeah, like now we're going to stop and get, and then if we get this dungeon equipment, this great, nice equipment, how long does that last till you get to 32 and you do like Brave Flocks and you get Battle Mage or something else there? I mean, like how really much longer is that good equipment going to, and doesn't that make, you know, non-use of some of the equipment that you do get early on? Okay, so whatever. And just before Sastasha, I just go right back to that. Sastasha's for learning. You know, nobody mm -hmm. knows what the fuck they're doing. The tanks really can't tank. It's just kind of a clusterfuck. But at the same time, well, you don't have any tanking. You don't have any good tanking. You don't have any good tanking abilities. So you what know? are they going to teach you at level ten? You know, level and then he goes here. I think people who were afraid to tank because they didn't know how to take take hate until now, and didn't want to practice in dungeons will fight this helpful to practice. Sure, if it's like level forty five content or something. You know, if it's like putting it. That's where I'm scared. Like I have my tank at about like thirty seven. But now mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now it's putting it all together because I have to run content where, like, the bosses are actually throwing some different shit, like coming at two angles, or I have to stun something, or, uh, you know, like, this is well, the part where... I have to keep a group of mobs busy. Yes. That, that, that they could teach. Now my party could actually die because I do something dumb. Not in Sastasha. Nobody's going to die because I do something dumb in Sastasha. So I need to learn tanking at, like, 40 and 50 some practice not at 10 or 12 or 15 i i hope this finds a niche but i feel like this is aimed too low i think the novice yelta is one through 50 the novice is through 50 once you hit 50 and beyond i think you need to be out of the novice but but now where we're at in this game and where you and i i think both agree that this game should put its big girl panties on and grow up is after when Heaven's Word hit, this should have been the adult game with the hard shit and, and quit playing patty cake with the players. And this just seems like more patty cake type stuff that we don't really need. Patty cake ends at 50. This content really should be for like level 30 through 50. I mean, really, a lot of these jobs start at 30. So I really hope that this content yeah. is yeah. for people who are 30, 35, 40, 45 50 so you can learn this stuff and and apply it in later dungeons so it at, at 51 you don't have egg on your face well i really feel like they're developing this content to say here's how you tank when the game already has stuff in it that really should just be teaching you that you they sh maybe you shouldn't get into a dungeon until you actually complete it well you know maybe you actually have to prove you can tank something mm -hmm. in one of your storyline things it's why are we adding this? I, I had guild leaves where you have to uh, you have to defend some boxes. That's actually kind of cool. You know why why don't you why don't we have grand company leaves where they if I'm a tank they assign you a healer and a DPS and train you that way. I don't why we need to have a whole I, you know, another hall. If there's problems with the level one through fifteen, they can tweak that slowly. But level one through fifteen. It's, it's like a fart in the wind. It's gone. It's over before you blink. And so there's no point. I, the, just when I'm reading here, and I hope I'm just completely dead wrong and you guys can cut this and forget I ever said it, but I really hope that this content isn't geared for level 15 players. I hope it's geared for level 30 players and 40 players and 50 players. 
if it's just your level 14, you're going to go into Satasha soon, and it says, hey, you're a tank, but you only have five abilities by then. It's, no one's going to learn anything except for those players who, honest to God, have never played an MMO, and that's fine. And they come in, they're like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be the one who gets hit. But it's, I hope they didn't put a ton of time. You know what would be fucking badass? I, I think huh. this would be cool. If you had some kind of gamut or gauntlet that was like a healer one, a a healer, uh, a tank one, and a DPS one. Let's say the healer one, you had to you have to walk or run through some kind of hall, and NPCs are on the verge of death, and you got to pump them back up and wait for a DPS to come and take them down, and maybe run through a set of those, and maybe the tank has to pick up mobs and keep them still at one point, and then a DPS laser comes down and blows them, and you go to the next something to teach you how to pick up, and it would be fun, and it would be something for level thirties or forties or fifties, mm-hmm. and something that would be engaging and fun. I. Sorry. Every time we talk about an, these things, I, I get I, ideas of shit with like that I think would be more fun. Well, and 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 they would have to give it to us every five or so levels. Maybe like every time you get a new ability, or every you know every four or five levels, where okay, now run this harder one and use all your abilities. And oh, you, white majors have a Suna by now, so let's make them use it or you I, fail. Which is what I felt Brayflocks Longstop <clears throat> did. I mean, when you if you're a healer going into that one, that's thirty two, I think. And you have a suit. one of you. One of the healers does not have the. Somebody doesn't have it at that point. Oh really? Well, which was hilarious. That is very difficult if you don't have it. But uh, asunaing in there is basically as important as curing in that dungeon. For sure. And that's when you go, oh shit! I need to make sure Asuna is on my bar, ready to go, because that is a healer thing. And that's how you learn. Mm-hmm. School of Hard Knocks on that one. I just think if for somebody who's a little more timid, if you, like myself, is on, on tanking, um, it would be nice to have it like a level 40-something or another to check out some of those abilities and then go, okay, now that I kind of have a working understanding how that ability works, let me take it into um, some harder, at least a Karn or something like that. Yeah. If it's just level 15, that's going to suck and it's not going to help anyone. But if it's something that has perhaps multiple levels or grows with you or lets you practice, it could be something cool. I don't know yet. Well, cheer me up. Let's talk about this uh, the new DPS meter here where we're going to be right. able to uh, a... read our DPS numbers, right? Yeah. So what did they call it? They called it, is it, what are they actually, striking dummy training mode or <laughs> what is, something? What did they call it here? Uh, DPS Scarecrows the... is the joking name for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh... We've been waiting for something like that. How is it going to work? And Yoshida says, first to select a rank, and then you'll play for three minutes. All right, three minutes sure. is good parsing time. Yeah, yeah. The training goal is to have enough DPS to defeat it at that rank. All right. And they come back with, so it won't actually show a DPS number? And Yoshida says, right, it's not a numbers competition. Uh, and this is where the part where my head explodes. Uh, go on. The idea is more like you could specify people who have defeated rank 20 training via Party Finder working on... uh, They can put that on the Party Finder. So instead of saying we can't say must have 20, you know, 2,000 DPS or whatever, now we could say you must have defeated rank 20 Scarecrow in the Party Finder. So working on your skill rotation will be important to defeat them. So by working through this content, you should be able to put out enough DPS to defeat... To beat content that you couldn't previously clear. Okay, so it doesn't give you the numbers, but I guess, you know, you could 
you could you could queue up for it or whatever. So we, could... so we make an arbitrary system. So instead of giving you a number and saying, hey, if you can hit this number, join in, you say, okay, so if you hit this number, that means you can clear X rank. And so if you can clear X rank, then you can get into my party. We've just translated a we'll DPS just... number into a rank, a dummy rank, and that's so we're not hurting people's feelings. We say, can you clear dummy rank 20? Instead of saying, can you give a thousand DPS? Okay, sure. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Okay, just, come on, let's go. That's just, okay, so something that should be simple well, at least, more complex. Okay, okay. At but, least, at least, but at least you can stand there and tell me if I'm doing enough DPS. Right, right? I can I can I'll watch you and my, help you with the DPS. You can, yes. help, you can help me with my summoner right. rotation, right? right? Right. No, it's instanced. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I understand that some people want to teach others, but I think there would be concern about other people watching and being embarrassed. So we thought we'd make it less visible. <sighs> Jesus Christ. H Christ. Why can't I put this in the free company? Okay, so our free company, Elon, has two train, two or three training dummies. And I have walked past many, many times where Sina's practicing a rotation or she's coaching someone else on their rotation yeah. or we're, you know, there's, this is. Because what you do is you add a friend. I'm sorry, folks. I'm going to come right out of the closet. <laughs> I added a friend and I DPS parsed. I'm sorry. I had to tell you that, but it's the only way to know what my DPS is. Okay. That's just what I had to do. But that's what you have to do. You add a friend in a party and you mm -hmm. do the DPS and you can, they can see your number or whatever, you know, like, or, or you see their number. And then that friend can say, okay, here's what you could be adding to that so you can hit this number. And then you go, oh, wow, I didn't know if I used Raging Strikes after this instead of first in my rotation, I'll catch a little more DPS from this thing. Thanks for the hint. Now I can go clear AS3. So now they want you, Yoshi P wants us to... Increase our DPS. Oh, no, except for not really, because it's not a numbers thing. Right. He wants us to work hard to defeat these training dummies in a complete and total fucking vacuum. Yeah. How? Oh, my God. I could see having one set up somewhere if you're shy or whatever, but why Why can't we have these as outdoor furnishings? Nope. Nope. Yeah, I, I don't oh. understand this at all. I don't even want to talk too much more about it just because it's no. just so it's blatantly it's stupid. It's just... Anybody who's reading or listening to this can see how stupid that is. Nobody wants to shame anybody with a stupid DPS number in some sort of facility where you and your friends can help each other in a room to do this stuff. That is completely asinine, Yoshida. Well, and if somebody harasses you for it, that's what we have GMs for, I thought, Report right? them. Report right? them. Report but the lack of DPS numbers is what we've been talking about, about Heaven's Word has been this pussyfooting around game that we thought we would leave behind with a Realm Reborn, great base game. Now let's get to a point where, you know, where's all these mods? I thought we were going to get a bunch of like HUD and mod and they were going to let us do stuff like that and people could make their own DPS stuff. And, and it's just like we can't be a big boy game because it might make Susie cry. Mm -hmm. mm. Anyway. But at least we'll be able to obtain collaboration event <laughs> items. I can get that lightning Just... shit I missed so long ago. Oh, these limited time events, but now you can buy them, so people will be happy. Yeah, okay. Cash shop. Double, uh, double cash, dipper cash, cash shop. Cash shop. Uh, let's see. What else? Okay, Is there anything in so here? So let's see. Um, do, 
do do do. Well, we're getting more flying mounts. That's kind of okay. Cool. So, and we've seen a little bit the flying turtle. They've they're saying that um, uh, not what what is his name? I'm thinking Kieran, but Kieran can already fly. Fenrir. 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 Uh, I guess they're making the expensive shit fly, is what they're saying. So the turtle's gonna get it. Fenrir will get it. Um, I think they should piss people off and just let the 1.0 Gubu fly. I think that would be. Oh my god, the wailing and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> that might sh- that might redeem Yoshida for me if if he would just be like, you know what, I'm reneging on that promise too. Gubus are special, but only for 1.0 player. <laughs> <laughs> Now that'll never happen. We'll all yeah. have relics under our bed again before that happens. Uh, they talked about uh, having like the tank specific mounts flying, but they they don't want to implement flying for all three of those at once. So no. Starting with what the else? next series of primals, we have plans for something like the horses. So regarding mounts, if there was going to oh. be like a Thornton EX mount. Um, not really, but the next series of primals, which I don't know if that means, are they going to come out with another six tier, another, another pan- six pantheon primals. Of, uh, of primals? I don't know. That'd be cool. I, I, st- I still don't have, don't have all my ponies. I need to go in there oh, God, and get, no. I think I need, I think I need Leviathan. I think we gotta go do that. And that's the one I got. So we ain't uh-huh. doing that one. Fine. <laughs> Fine, Ruby. Fine. We'll do see. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, they talked about. Uh, I want to play level sixty Titan. <laughs> so there's been apparently a call for having uh, some of our level fifty content redone and enhanced, so we can challenge it at level sixty. Not a priority, but they Not they a kick they they kick it around. They kick a it around. Bit. So that'd be cool. I think that'd be fun. Now, mind you, it might be more fun to see what they do with the if they if we get six more primals. So I we, guess if I was going to choose between redoing the old primals or getting some new ones, I'd have to go with the getting the new ones. Yeah, I'd rather have some new ones. Um, it is weird here. This last line on this, he says, "Yeah, you might think during the course of development it may be fun to do something, but eventually you have to determine who will make it." We have a lot of staff, but there aren't so many who can design the specifications for battle content. I thought we keep hearing that they don't have a lot of they're, staff. They must, they're all interns or something. Because, mm. see, that's what he's saying is we got a lot of staff, just not the people to work on the stuff you keep asking for. Yeah, just just not to. They're getting me coffee left and right. His truck is shiny, guys. <laughs> You're looking uh, to recruit, they ask? Yeah, he laughs. So sign up. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, they, they are. We have plenty of suggestions. You can hire us right off the street, Yoshida. Uh, and then please give us a test server. So. Oh, my gosh. I think that would solve a lot of problems. Oh, my goodness. Um, They're finally getting back to talking about spectating Wolves Den, and they've got some, like, crazy esports shit that I am really wasn't aware was going on. February 14th, 2016, there's going to be a Wolves Den tournament organized by Esports Max, which will likely be around the timing for patch 3.2. There were some concerns that the specifications might change for balance because of the implementation plan for Wolves Den 2, in patch 3.2, but Yoshida says, no worries, the specifications won't be changed until the eSports Max tournament is finished. Uh, and then he goes into some stuff about how the spectating will work, and will it work in-game, and he says, um, as far as spectator mode goes, well, this is the question, as far as spectator mode goes, the demand wasn't limited just to Wolves Den, but for instance, dungeon and end-game content as well, to watch pros play, and he says, not so much for PvE, uh, we don't want strategies exposed, but uh, we do want to allow spectator mode 
um, to either be permitted or disabled. And it seems like they've been kicking it around and have been wanting to do this for some time. And we're finally going to get to see it in action in some degree. That's cool because I know people have asked for it and they've said, yes, we'll add it. And they've said, oh, no, it's too hard. And then they said, oh, we're still looking at it. So, so cool. And I thought that was supposed to be something for Lords of Reminion as well. but uh, Yeah, well, you can't even play. I You can't even do anything while you're playing Lords of Reminion. So. Very true. All right. There's some less common questions and requests. So let's see. Uh, first oh, chunk of know. it, he talks about oh. how happy he is making the game and what he's just he's happy to be helping so many players and his joy is seeing somebody pick up a copy of the game and when a new patch comes out and everybody yells Yoshida. So that's, you know, what a, that's a thrill. If I was putting out content, I'd be super happy when it hits too, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, sure. They said, like, oh, didn't you have some idea that you wanted to do some cutting, super cutting edge MMO? Um, I wish you'd do that with 14, but uh, he says <laughs> he's, he, instead, he's, uh, you know, some he wants to keep working on 14 for 10 years plus, and if somebody else makes that MMO, more power to him, but uh, he, he loves 14, and he's going to continue to work on it. Um, let's see. Um, oh, big talk here about PvP servers. Um, he, it's been, it's been thought about. I'm not saying that they've done anything with it, but they had some ideas like maybe you, until you hit 20 and then once you hit 20 and join a grand company, after, if you go outside the Aetherite points, you're fresh meat and it's grand company versus grand company versus grand company, which I think a three-way grand company outdoors PVP is a much better faction set than having a two-sided. I, I did that with... Yeah. The old Republic, yeah. and one side always ends up overpowering the other, and it feels a lopsided. Whereas, if there was a a, sec a third faction that could come out of you know thin blue and help you out if you were in need, or double team you if you weren't, it, it adds another element to it. So they kick they're kicking this around, but it's like they still get to the just the weak saw stuff. Like, yeah, we'd have to have a mandatory warning when you select it. We don't take any responsibility. Are you sure? Like, Did you really want to be on a PvP server? Dude, server? if you get on a PvP server, you know what the hell you're signing up for. Yes. Well, you know it's but no, not the kind of people that need the training hall. So well, no, people they are brand don't. new, but but yeah. But it's kind of funny, though, just that, that you know, they talk about how they, 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 the whole rest of the letter is, we can't step on anybody's toes or give anybody a, a boo-boo on their feelings. But yeah, let's have a PvP server. Yeah, I think a lot of shit he does is all talk, though, with stuff that he wants to implement and it would be cool and do this. And then at the end of the day, we really get the softball stuff. And that, that part makes me sad. Well, and I kind of wonder, even it might be interesting to see if they did this PvP server. But I, I keep thinking, I'm like, but then what kind of nerfing would they do? Okay, you can only... They would, he would have to do, he, I'm sure they would do something that would just like wreck it anyway <laughs> to be like that, but. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, some goofy stuff about getting your model printed in 3D, but the models aren't good enough to do that yet or something. It would be tough. Mm -hmm. um, some weird stuff about VR Mikote, having a call girl Mikote. That's, just, it's, it's that's in there. Weird. It's in that's there. Um, and um, catching up as a bullet point as an, as an XFFXIV player about what it would take and how many hours to catch up to the content and stuff. And they, they laugh a little bit about that. And that's pretty much the whole interview. I, I think the interview was very telling though on some of the flip floppiness we've been getting Yoshida. I think 
there are many points within this article, he talks from both sides of his mouth. And it's really kind of annoying on a blatant level at this point that you go, man, I, do we need like a co-producer or somebody to like, maybe we, we need something to stir the pot. We need a fucking cowboy in here. That's like, <laughs> you know what we're doing? This fight's going to have elemental weakness and we're just going to see what happens or something weird, you know, mm -hmm. like mess something up, but a different kind of mess up. Like. I don't know. I don't know what I'm asking for. But anyway, I think it was a pretty telling interview here. All right. Oh, the Starlet Celebration comic strip contest has come to a close. That I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, there's some stuff. cutie stuff in here. If you haven't if you haven't gone to the forums, listeners, you need to go and check out all these cute little comic strips. I didn't necessarily have a favorite, but my god, there there is some good creative stuff in here. There's just they're funny. Just a lot of funny people that play this game and, and made some really creative, super creative, people. really funny comics here. All right. I wish I would have signed up. I'm too slow I'm to these things. I was going to do it too. Shit. And then I'm like, oh, I'll craft instead. That's dumb. <laughs> You're dumb, Ruby. All right. We can get the uh, pre order the heaven's word soundtrack now yeah. right right so that that's comes on sale well they'll be available on the 24th of february with more than 60 tracks of your favorite melodies from 3.0 and 3.1 and also of course breathtaking visuals of ishgard and beyond on the blu-ray disc yeah so, yeah i don't so is, there, is there a minion i that's like, that was my next question but i didn't see it so i was gonna say i don't think i've seen a minion of it yet so <sighs> What color is this? Uh, is this one blue? What color is this one? It's probably a kind of this darkish indigo kind of color. I love the way these soundtracks look. I buy them all. I, I have them all except, but you've got the Primals one, and I don't have the Primal soundtrack. I well, yeah, I have. I just got that on like iTunes. Yeah, but uh, I like the way they look. But like, um, um, before Meteors, a red cover, and it's a oh yeah, the album art. art. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. And yeah, then um, like it, like Realm it. Reborn is blue, and it's got the Realm Reborn logo. And then we have um, after or what is it before the fall? It's before the fall, and then it's yellow. Um, yeah. And well, it's good looking. What are these? I could have sworn I chose English, but this is all in Japanese. It's, yeah, it's all Japanese. There's not a whole lot of stuff. It doesn't <laughs> even when you click the English one here. There's just not a lot of information on this homepage oh, yet. Okay, so which is why I didn't link it because there's nothing here. Heaven's Word is going to be three volumes. Well, that's currently what we have now. Right. Is that's the what little we have. we have the okay. three little volumes of five. This though that's will be right. the comprehensive sixty-plus track album. I'm sure we'll get a secret gotcha. track somewhere. Cool, neat Excellent. stuff. What else? What else? We have sadness. Oh. More sadness. More sa oh yes, Grekema is leaving the community team. Oh, he only he just tweeted this. This is like. Hours old as of the recording of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Making yep. it official to the uh, 11 and 14 uh, English folks. My last day with Square Enix is Thursday. Should probably be the date of this recording or this podcast releasing. It's been a blast working with all of you. Damn, dude. Hit that hair, man. Grekema's hair. <laughs> Don't miss them lovely locks. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he fairly... He was one of the more recent ones. He to came on with. just before the just before uh, Fan Fest because we yeah. saw him at Fan Fest. And um, yeah, so good luck to him, man. I, I wonder where he's going. I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. After Thursday, we'll probably find out. I, I follow him on Twitter, so 
I'm sure he'll oh, yeah. talk about what he's doing. When, when we lost um, Haviner, um, he went over to uh, Konami. And yep. so he was working uh, uh, with them uh, during the um, Metal Gear Solid Five release. So it was neat to see him. When uh, Lynxy left, she went over to Nintendo. Uh, oh, and yeah, we yeah. even saw her at PAX, uh, I think, at the uh, when uh, A Realm Reborn launched. So we've lost some good ones, but they're still in the industry. And we get to see them from time to time at events and, and still see them on Twitter. So good luck to you, Colby. You're a good one, man. All right. What's on tap? Developers blog and tracker. We have a few. Uh, one of them, the first one is, we've already mentioned this, the Lightning Returns event items are Add to the Mog Station. Woohoo! Woo <laughs> is that all you got? That's it. That's all I was gonna say. I'm, I can't even. I'm okay, listen. Like... When we did that, I I only got I got all of Snow's outfit. I'm not female, so I didn't get Lightning's outfit. And um, I have like four of the eight weapons, or four of the seven, or whatever, because you you didn't have Rogue, no Ninja, no Dark Knight, no Machinist, right. no Astrologian, um, and they are not going to release those. I said, nope. Baby cat dis- is disappointed. Yeah, well, aren't we all? <laughs> and they spelled dark night I... wrong in this. Oh, weird. In this... <laughs> well, and I and I got all the things on one character, but I did not get them all on my alt because I wasn't level forty five. That was one of the quests that actually you had to be oh, to get the last piece, weird. the body piece or something. Remember that? Yeah, that's a weird one. I guess they, you know, they made quests easier, which I think glamour quests. Come on, they should be easy. Shouldn't it's be that hard. Deal. No, no. Lightning. Remember the shit we gave for this fucking lightning returns? I gave this game so much shit for putting lightning in this. I hate oh lightning. Oh my god. Well, on top of which, she did not look good in the game. Mm-mm. She needed a sandwich. <laughs> Something. Okay. Uh, next uh, one is requesting free company members be able to send mail without being on the friends list. This is something I would like. Why do I have to add everybody? Why can't I just do a mail people in the free company nope too difficult Mm-mm. so nope. we got uh some small quality of life improvements uh to improve the teleport they're going to implement a feature similar to the crafting log favorites which will, which will display a list of your destination history as long as a feature to add specific destinations as a static element to the list that's cool you know yeah. I don't. I don't really find it unwieldy now, but yeah, they kind of already have it. Although, you know, I wish it was a little easier to like get to Mordona or something. But uh, otherwise, so now I use the little buttons on the top, so I see the teleport. See, I'm dumb. Someone. I don't use those at all. I scroll all the way down to the bottom of the list. Choose Mordona. Ruby. I know. <laughs> they do these small improvements for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, one of them is currently when you have delivery and supply replacement. Related windows open and access the market board or a retainer. Those windows are hidden until you close the market board retainer window. I, this is the, all the jumble of menus that pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically yeah, what yeah. this is saying is, okay, when you're crafting, now you can right-click something, of course, and see the source item's recipe. So I'm making Natron, and it's like, well, how do I make that? Well, I, I'm making it for Chimerica Felt, right? So I'm making the, the, the Chimera Felt, and I see, oh, nature, do I craft that? So I right-click it, and it's an alchemy, and it's rock salt and uh, filtered water or something, uh, effervescent water, actually. And um, then you go look at that. But if I want to go back to see what the other items for the Chimerical Felt is, you can't. 
So he gives you the shortcut, which is what I've been doing, is you just hit escape, hit your macro, hit your hotkey to go back to your macro, uh, your uh, recipe list, and it goes back to the one that you were on originally. They're also uh, going to change, they're going to look into, let's see, view the number of available allowances for Beast Tribe quests without having to go to the NPC. I'd like that. I can't always remember if I've done 9 or 12. And then view the amount of time remaining to charge an ethereal wheel without actually having to go check the wheel. That'd be cool. I've never done an ethereal. Well, no. Oh, you know what? I mm-hmm. asked people recently if they even use their damn ethereal wheel. Because we don't. We got this ugly ass looking high, like orange looking and teal thing that it's we hide really in a corner atrocious. of our basement. We walled it up. Oh, tonight. it's so gross. Because we felt like we had to have one for some reason. I may just throw it out. I don't know why. But, but <laughs> well, they have bigger ones now there's anyway. Bigger so. ones, and apparently they're better ones. And when I asked the question, I almost felt a little stupid because a lot of people came back and said, "Yeah, we use them, but we use the level threes, which gives you like the free one every twenty four hours or something like that." And I guess that honestly, you know, since we're buying um, ceruleum and stuff, we could use to save those points on some of the abilities. So it may be something to look Might at. Have to look into that, yeah, especially if it's. Uh... Got some more useful stuff. I can see we always have a lot of points. Well, we used to anyway. I don't mm-hmm. know about now. We had enough active people, you know, crafting, gathering, leveling up and stuff and gaining a lot of points, turning a lot of stuff into the grand companies and such. So we never really wanted for points. But uh, especially maybe if you're a smaller group or or something, you, you would have trouble getting, you know, teleport scroll or, or you know, the... Uh, <clears throat> all those different free company buffs. Right. So, so all right, that'd be cool. We may have to look into that. And then they, a lot of people have trouble apparently right-clicking on stuff with a quest item, right? Do you have that problem where I have to use an item on a Spriggan or something and it just... Yeah, when I'm doing too many quests and the items look identical. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll do one and there's two little bottles or two little bags and one is a dimsel dust and the other is a dustal dimsel and I don't know which one to throw <laughs> onto the, yeah. you know. Well, and for that, I, I I click the button with my mouse on the duty quest, on the duty list, on mm-hmm. the right. But I also have that shrunk down so small because I don't need, I don't like to see the duty list huge in my face. So that's not going to work either. There, you know, people have been complaining about that too. About if you right click on something that requires a quest item, to have the item automatically be used instead of having to select it from the inventory, which already works today when you're handing something over to an NPC, right? You can right. just right click on it and it just grabs it from your inventory. You don't have to go search for it. But there's still some dumb, clunky stuff. Like mm-hmm. I go back to gardening. Have you tried to um, fertilize something? You can't just like keep clicking the enter button because when I do that, it defaults to like one square in my inventory that I don't normally click on. If I move the, if I move the, uh, the, uh, whatever the stuff is, the fertilizer to that spot, I can just hit enter, 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 and it'll do it. And it's the same with like planting seeds and soil. It should just like default quickly. And it's just, some of these interfaces are click, click, left, click, right, click, click again. Click, click, left click, right click, click again. It's like really well, too I many clicks. Well, I honestly expected us to have more fertilizers because why do I even have to choose which fertilizer? There's only one item named fertilizer. Yes, or fertilize all. Or, uh, and, I, and I go back to the soils. You know, grade one soils should be just a node that you just chop and chop and chop and chop or you can buy them. 
Grade twos should be on a 30-minute or an hour-long timer, and it should be one of those like gold ore where you can get, or, or any of them where you can get three chops five, mm-hmm. five times or whatever and walk away with 15 or something. And the grade threes should just be the one hit like they are now and you get one piece. Do you know it's easier for us over time to get the grade threes than the grade ones and twos? It's just ridiculous. It takes mm-hmm. way too much effort to go from node to node trying to find grade twos when I can just wait the 30 minutes to an hour, me and a couple free company members grab the grade three, bada bing, we, we've got enough soil to do the next patch. And some things that are are too difficult for what they should be in this game. And those are the things that I don't feel like they prioritize correctly uh, when they when they work on content. All right. We do have a note about the Grand Company color icon color on PvP maps. They're going to adjust that, the color tone for things such as the Grand Company icon in patch 3.2. Yeah, they've also mentioned doing something with the elevation as well to make that oh, easier. Yeah. And then also PvP action improvements. They're planning on making it possible so players can redistribute redistribute their PvP action points easier. Mm. So while we understand players would like to store the PvP actions separately on each class and job, this would require a lot of resources. So now they're like looking into making it possible to redistribute points more smoothly. Which that was the part everybody wanted was, hey, can we have like a PvP set of like a PvP HUD? Like, can I switch mm-hmm. to my PvP HUD or whatever? And it's it's difficult. I've got a series of macros that does it, but it's clunky, and it, you can fuck your shit up real easy <laughs> using and it. Then, and then you lose your settings, yep. and you just want to kill yourself yep. anyway. And then Cinna goes, well, didn't you back up your settings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. All right, they have uh, some feedback on crafting recipe changes this is where i blew my load earlier sorry when we we were in the other thing talking about like the right clicking and stuff this is actually what they were talking about here where you just need to escape out of the crafting window you're in to get back to the original crafting recipe if you go down the rabbit hole of well what is this made of or what is this one made of and what is this one made of so yeah so as to as for returning back to the previous recipe Open the crafting window, select the item you want to craft, select the material you want to search for, hit the escape key to close the window, reopen the crafting window. Yeah. I think I've been doing that anyway. I've, that's what I've been doing Yeah, anyway. I was going to say, that, that sounds... Because you, you're just like, well, fuck it, I'm going to hit escape, back and then out, you go yep. back into it, and you go, oh, well, there's my recipe. So, But people want a back and forward button, because I guess if you're playing on a console, it's a little more difficult little to just harder. hit escape and then yeah. get back into it. Well, sometimes it's not the final, or it's not what I really want to craft in the end. I want to get back and forth to it's, it's something's got, you know, this is, comes from something else, comes from something else. I'd also, you know, might even like it if I could say, oh, where does effervescent water come from? And then I can go see if I have it on my gathering thing. Can I link that? Mm-hmm. It's in South Shroud. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just there. Oh, goodness. All right, then. Should we take some shots? Let's take some shots. All right. We have a Reddit post. This is, it's it's really something, guys. The name of it is The Intoler- Intolerable Acts of King Yoshida or the Orzean, Eorzean Revolution or Something Thereabouts by Eagleheart Hellsbane. Wow. Wow. The Intolerable wow. Acts 
of King Yoshida. Okay. Okay. So this is, is quite a lengthy post. Um, I, I read the whole thing. Mm-hmm, me too. And uh, this is a, it's an old 1.0 player, originally on Durandal server. I got merged onto Durandal, so I, hmm. I don't think I know this guy. So I've been around since launch, subbed since the beginning of time, and uh, he's he's a little disturbed. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not happy. In fact, he uses the phrase "something is rotten in Denmark." Oh. <laughs> he talks about when 2.0 rolled around, it really wasn't the game he or his crew had envisioned after coming out of 1.23, and I think a lot of us can say, "Yeah, I hear ya." So uh, they 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 held in there though. Oh, he goes with this whole thing about white knights are going to bitch at him and blah, blah, blah. Oh, let's see. What's the first thing we really want to talk about? Okay, I'm going past the long-winded preamble. Yeah, there's a, there's a huge preamble. He's, yeah. And not to, to give his credentials, he's played all the way through. He's play, He's done Thornton EX. He's done it all. He's not bleeding edge, but he beat stuff when it was relevant pre-echo when he's talking about his coil stuff. I don't doubt that this guy knows his shit. He's an, an old school level uh, Final Fantasy XI tank. He got some props from people within this post, like comments, but because of that, because there's some difficulty there as well. And he knows his shit. Now, this guy starts off in his preamble with a huge hard-on for 1.0. And there are a lot of people who loved 1.0. 1.0 was, was a was an experience. That's what I'll give it. It was an experience. <laughs> well, it started to get interesting around 1.18. It did 1. it did get interesting when yeah. Yoshida took over. He believes oppositely. I think he believes Yoshida kind of changed uh 1.0 for the worse and then changed what 2.0 is and beyond is is just not what he wanted. However, that is not what his post is about. It's not I hate what Yoshida did to Tanaka's dream. It's this is what these are the bullet points. What I see is wrong with the game as a player who has played all the way through whatever the end game content is as of right now. So his first point looks like all elements of combat in the game work against the player. And they talk about how the Final Fantasy 14's battle system does not lend itself to enthralling encounters. Well, there's not really a good. Oh, he talks about Thornton's reign being the ultimate example of the dead teens lack of creativity it's basically they throw every mechanic the game has ever had in it up to this point just stacked on top of each other now mind you i've heard it's fun <laughs> i haven't done it yet well it may be fun because of it, it stacks the stuff against you that the stuff that we did like from previous fights mm -hmm. but i think the point the guy makes is that there's not something different it's not creatively different there's no the and none of the fights are creatively different like, for example, he doesn't give this example. I'm giving this example. Maybe the boss stands in a circle. We have a boss like this that gets a buff if they absorb a certain circle. And maybe if we absorb that, we get the buff instead. So doing different mechanics that actually can help the player with buffs and some angles or maybe positionals or something else. But there's got nothing that in, in in some in some of the you know like leveling dungeons or yeah uh, level we, fifty dungeons we do some see that. Like that we do see yeah. some interesting mixes but it doesn't seem like the big powerful fights do have anything like that he mentions there's no powerful attacks through spend splendid play there's no um, he he really gets into there's no point where you just feel like you were a badass because you pulled something off or where you charged into the boss and you felt the tide turn and it was like 
give it everything you got because that we have it. He just doesn't. It's just don't stand in the fire. Don't stand on the spikes. Don't stand in this. Yeah. Don't stand in orange. Don't stand in orange. Don't stand in orange. I think what he's trying to say is there's no mechanics that give us an advantage. It's either react to the mechanic properly or die. Yeah. It's not. You can't do something extra good and have a benefit. Right. I go back to a boss, and this doesn't even necessarily fit in exactly with what he's saying, but I played the older public, and there was a there's a boss that you have to drag this robot under certain pipes, and one has like liquid hot magma, and it reduces its thing, but gives it an attack buff. But then if you drag it over to the ice one, it crystallizes it, hardens it, and gives it a defense down for a certain period. And you can do things you didn't necessarily have to. Like I guess if you're a low level, you had to do that so you could beat it. I'm sure as people got over that level and were over geared they could beat it without doing that mechanic but how neat that you could have different mechanics and drag the boss to certain places and you know maybe a poisoned boss is more your play style or maybe a frozen one helps your whatever your team has there's just nothing no gimmicky stuff like that well and and our teams don't really have you can't make up a team that they've balanced them all into a we, uh, you can't really have, like, bring your fire mages because we're going to put it under the ice thing, you know, because we'll have better damage if it's under uh, ice mode because we just don't have that level of depth. Complexity, yeah. 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 Basically, it says the sequence of priorities is, is there damage threat to you? Yes, move out of the zone, continue your rotation. No, just continue the rotation. That Most of the fights are a lot like that for the DPS. Now, once again, this guy is super verbose. Like he, oh yeah, this this first point is is a chunk of change, and it's that's pretty much the root. Go read it for yourself. It'll out there. We'll put we'll put the link on the website, I'm sure, and we'll we'll have links to this, so you can go out there and read it and make your own opinion about it. Um, but he is he's quite verbose about these certain points. But but again, this point and many others he makes here, I, I don't really disagree with that. I, I may disagree with the tone or I may disagree with like maybe his initial premise of how Yoshida has like ran the game into the ground. But I don't disagree that the boss fights could be more interesting, ergo more fun. And, you know, and he, he goes on to talk about the, the second point, the classes and and approaches to variability, you know, how, you know. He, he talks about how, you know, nothing was wrong with Warrior in 2.0, then they buff him, and then in 2.0, 2.3, he says Dragoon is just fine, but then they buff him, and then in 3.0, he just basically told us we're too dumb to figure out how to work Dark Knight and Paladin. Paladin's fine. Mm-hmm. This is the job balancing point where he gives us, he tells us get good, and then completely changes the class. And then we say, well, this thing isn't balanced right. And he's like, well, you guys just aren't playing it right. And then he completely changes the class. So it's like he'll tell you one thing to your face, and then he'll completely go behind the scenes and make all these corrections and stuff, which at the end of the day, when he's when he corrects everything, it's basically cutting everybody down to size to the same level so nobody really has much originality. And he also talks about, oh, this one was kind of interesting, how like bards and machinists now, they're not support damage dealers because they don't, they don't exist in Final Fantasy fourteen. So, you know, they, they you're supposed to support and, and do some damage, but not like a real damage dealer, but we'll still classify them as real damage dealers. So that, I've kind of felt this one, this, this point 
where we, we won't call them support classes, but you're not going to dish out the same damage as something else. Which I think would be fine if you had a skill tree. If you wanted to spec mm-hmm. towards support, you are still a DPS class that, hey guys, I'm spec'd for support. You know, maybe you have an aura around you that shows you're a support or something like that. And so, yeah, I spec a little board support. I'm going to bring a little less DPS to the table, but you guys are going to be buffed more. So, you know, there you go. And then if they didn't want to, this is kind of what we talked about for like Archer, where Archer had Bard, which would be the... This is way long ago type talk. Where oh, Bard, where we talked about Bard would be expected expect for some kind of support DPS, and then Ranger would be like your hard hitting heavy DPS, where your Ranger might have to stand still and have Wanderer's Minuet or whatever it is, Wanderer's Payon. I forget what it's called. But, but the Bard could skip around. But the Bard could songs. skip around <laughs> and sing songs, but their DPS wasn't quite up to snuff with that. But no, 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 no. We don't do that. I think my single favorite part of this whole thing, though, is when the guy talks about the diadem. Oh, point the third here. Oh, my God. It's everything you and I and and had talked about as far as what we hoped the diadem would be. I just love this line. Into. Point the third. Diadem is cold proof of Yoshida's lack of vision. Ooh. This guy <laughs> plays no games. And he says it in the beginning. He cuts to the bone. He cuts quick. He doesn't give a fuck about you white knights. So... You know, and I've white knighted for this game a time or two. I've also said some mean stuff, so I can agree with some of the things. Maybe not the tone, but I agree with that the diadem is just a clusterfuck of bleh. Alliance, and he, all the bullet points are so great here. Alliance system disabled the hell. We've talked about that (laughs) one. That's it. Yep. (laughs) That was us number one. We've talked about that one. Since alliance function is disabled, any parties entering together will not be able to see one another's status, nor will they share objectives. Again, alliance function is foobard in this content. Mitigating the lack of shared objectives. Objectives are thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly laughable. Net plus, hard to say. Again, the objectives, they're bullshit. Give us some kind of real content. <laughs> Brachiosaurus. We can't figure out, and this is him quoting Yoshida per se, we can't figure out any interesting mechanics for a field NM, so have some meteor spam plus heavy dots and intermittent enmity resets. <laughs> okay, because that's what Brachiosaurus is. I don't know what it is. And then final bullet point, lack of protection from accidentally throwing away good gear while selling NPC junk that fills up your inventory as though we haven't gone through this song and dance before in this very game. How many times do we have to say this? How can you build new content and not have the same elements from the previous version. You, you you can't even add the element that you can't sell items that are uh, tied to a um, to a gear set away. I mean, really, you can't. Yeah, is it in the armory chest or is it in? Yeah, why we already have that on other NPCs. Show me everything. Show me anything not in a gear set. Show me anything not in the armory chest. And basically he says here that somebody got in their lame brain idea that hunts were really good content. We should just have a big area of hunts. And instead, we'll just like throw everything in the kitchen sink out there with a little bit more aggro. Um, But not anything interesting inspiring. And then a final hidden bullet point is gatherers just get fucked. (laughs) Because because gatherers, even though you make it where gatherers can go in, gatherers are ridiculed and they're not wanted in there. So it's it's pretty much what he says, the running theme of hunts in this game as a whole. 
where where it's just it's fuck the player. So and point the fourth is also fuck the player. And we've talked about this ourselves over and over again. Mid-tier content is apparently impossible without a huge cash shop infusion that the cash shop and our subscription fees are evidently not provided. Well, I blame myself. I, and you too, Yalta. We have, what, I'm not buying enough shit out of no, the cash No, we're shop. legacy. We're not paying enough in <laughs> to the to the coffers. Hey. Our, our, our lack of $3 a month. No, they spent our 1.0 money, Yalta. It's time it's, to pony up again. God, I'm paying for two if we subs. Want, if we want these fucking housing containers each, and oh my god! I told myself I was going to be positive blood? this year. Okay, <laughs> but it's not happening. No, honest. These these are real good points. We've agreed with them in the past. We don't have to be dead horses. But at the same point, we've made all these points before. Go listen. We didn't do them all in one comprehensive episode, but we sure as hell made these points in the past. Ninety percent of what he puts here. One of us is mentioned in some of one of our recordings in the last year. Yep. 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 Go check it out. Um, see, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think he missed something? I'm sure there's some stuff he missed. Yeah. And he goes deeper into this point back to his um, oh, Final Fantasy point. 11 oh. fandom here where it's basically 11 has so many tiers of content and it's a 12 year old game with old code. Now I'll give it this. Eleven does have years of content that they can build precept upon precept upon precept. But even way back in the day, we did have different tiers of burning circle. And we knew that the dumbest burning circles were not going to give us, um, uh, what, what was that ninja ability that everybody wanted? Um, uh, it's like Ichi something or another. I don't remember oh, what it was. Yeah. But everybody wanted the, the shadow two spell or whatever it was. And you knew you had to do some hard shit to get it. And oh, yeah. nobody said, well, in fairness to Susie Q, we're going to put uh, the, 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 the ninja abilities and the really easy stuff so Susie can get it. I had my scrolls. You had to. You had to pay my shit. Heart. I did some nefarious shit to get the stuff I needed. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it was. So, you know, there's, there's nothing like that where you have to. You know, slink behind dark shadows to make enough guilt to buy the stuff that you need. Hey, man, the most expensive thing I ever had to buy in that game was my erase scroll. Oh, erase. First character was white mage. First class at your job I leveled up was white mage. You get to what, 32? And I have no money. And mm. I'm like, how am I going to get this scroll? Oh, yeah. It was awful. I had to go Not buy good. Dispel around that time. Oh, gross. But. You figured out a way. You made some friends. You worked hard, or, or you bought guild. And you made friends, and then you went and did some burning circles and made guild, getting the the scrolls off of that and selling them and doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And they made tiers of content, and we're spending a lot of money on Odin horses and um, Magitek armors in white and red and different minions and metallic green. And where <laughs> there's the metallic green talk right there. We're spending money on metallic green dye, and we still don't have additional housing servers. We don't have triple tiers of content. Yoshida flat out says we're not make. I can't make three tiers of content. We don't have the staff. We can't do it. But but this post gives an example. Why can't you make an I seventy, an I eighty, and then the hard ass shit? Why can't you make two I eighties and one that has half potency damage and one has full potency damage? You know, I mean, all you got to do is cut the percentages down, pretend it's an echo, and you got three tiers of content. You know, instead of adding echo later in the fact, you could just make just three roll different it tiers. Out. 
right yeah. right then yeah. and there. So, um, yeah, point the fifth. <sighs> this game... The game revolves around duty finder but the mini games of duty finder don't get along and i'm going to add to that the duty finder and having your chocobo for farming or leveling doesn't get along the duty finder and pretty much doing anything but standing there playing well triple triad you still have to can you cancel out of that yet no i don't even think so and i did we miss the part where he called this game duty finder 14 yeah, that was up above. Because that was a serious said. point that I want to make sure gets said that this game, and we have said it time and time and time before, where you take content that we honestly believe as mature adults we can meet, we can use the party finder and say, hey gang, can we get a group together and meet at this certain point and do this certain content together? That's what we expected out of the diadem. Let's all get together. We, it would hey. party finder only. And I have been in successful. I have been in successful diadem gatherer only parties. We can do it. We are adults. It 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 is possible. Humans are capable of <laughs> using tools and communication and making things happen together. And you don't have to put everything in the duty finder. And he makes a final point here in this post that basically says duty finder has ruined MMOs of the twenty, the late twentieth, early twenty first century. Where well, I guess that's all, all the only time we've had MMOs. But <laughs> it has ruined generations of MMOs now because we're so worried about making sure everybody has a place to fit that we're not giving just a vast variety of content. And if you – you know what? If this thing isn't for you, maybe it's not for you. Or maybe you can get a group of people and do it later down the road or something else. But you don't have to make everything for everybody at the same time. Yep. Yep. Duty Finder has just made us have to made them have to balance everything to the lowest. But the dumb shit. You're right. Like triple triad and chocobo racing and Lord of Verminion. You can't even get it in the Duty Finder. As much as they shove into the fucking Duty Finder, you can't even do that shit in the Duty Finder. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. All right. There's there's a lot more. Point six. Uh, no excitement in playing the job. Um. This, I think, goes back to the stuff about Bard and Black Mages that are fighting against their own procs. Um, it doesn't make it fun. And that many jobs in 3.0, when you miss a proc or you miss a step, in 2.0 you could recover pretty easily. In 3.0 you bang your head. I do this on Summoner. I mm -hmm. wasn't this way. But if I, if for whatever reason the boss moves or something happens and I didn't get that uh, Dreadworm Trance, that Flare the Auchmorn off in time... Fucking hell, I want to throw the damn table. I just missed my big <laughs> DPS push on that one. And I'm not even a DPS... I, that's not my main deal. <clears throat> Excuse me, but... um, Yeah, I feel you. Now, I don't know about the DPS... Because I didn't hardcore DPS in 2.0. Not as much as I'm doing now. So, is he right about that point? It's It was easier to recover back then. Well, I think some of the fights were designed to be a little bit more easy to I recover. Gotcha. But... Yeah, I don't know. I this game really, even in 2.0, really didn't have a whole lot of. Oh my God, did you see how we performed awesomely and pulled that off by the seat of our pants? Kind of moments, maybe in Coil, and maybe people get that in uh, in Savage, but usually it's like, you know, I don't know. It's it doesn't feel like playing good can always give you super exciting benefits the most exciting thing for me that i squeal about once in a while is if for some reason i get a whole bunch of thunder procs in a row and that has completely nothing to do with how well i play it's completely random right yeah. so 
Yeah. I just meant, have to say, yeah. He mentions limit wrong. breaks too. Like limit oh. breaks don't really add anything. It's just a, it's another percentage point and it doesn't really add any variety. He brings up at the end here, we don't have battle regimens anymore. Remember that? Skill chains. Battle, battle regimens from 1.0 yeah. where we didn't, you know, they threw that okay, they were away. They were terrible. They were terrible. But, but like the idea was kind of an idea where you played against, you played on each other's abilities and stuff. But we just don't have that much variety in 2.0. We don't have that much variety in 14 to be able to do that. Maybe if we had skill trees and you had the, the you know, the, the ice dragoon do something that the... The fire wizard could do something on after that. There would be something, but that's just not the case in this game. So, um, can't have elemental weaknesses. Can't. can't I, I. I will never forget. And and to be honest, with point seven here, according to uh, to our friend here, nothing will be changing. He does not expect anything to change, and he pulls out of the four four gamer interview the points we pulled out of it, which were. Uh, customizing with the dragoons that's not we're not putting that in there branches for jobs is it coming because everybody will pick dragoon a over dragoon b um and we can't we can't have people make their own choices um we uh balancing would be difficult because you know if we had to do diversity for classes and stuff we can't do that and really this quote here i think ties it in a bow this without question the ultimate in dev cop-outs Oh, I'm sorry. This is without question the ultimate in dev cop-outs. This is fear of failure. It is cowardice and tedium to the core. I'd toss incompetence in, but he's managed to get several hundred thousand players to throw money at the screen this long, myself among them, to my, to my regret and no longer. So it's clearly not incom uh, incompetence from a business perspective. Um, and he says again somewhere a little bit later down that uh, Yoshida has a fear of failure, and Square Enix doesn't want the cash cow to do anything different, so we're going to do the same thing, and we're just going to continue to rake in cash and not do anything weird. Yep, it is a little bit sad, but I, the writing's kind of been on the wall that there's going to be no, I don't know, no, no risks taken. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more fates and more... I don't know. When they don't even want to throw people doing a relic into a chimera fight anymore, it's just like yeah. seriously. Yeah, that I I do lament that because that was the early days of synergy. Everybody trying to play together. Let's get a group. Let's do this thing. I mean, it's kind of sad. We're already having nostalgia of something that happened 2 in two point oh. That's kind of sad that we're having right now. We should be like. Man, I can't wait to see what they do next with the diadem. I'm loving our diadem runs. Can't really run, you know, starting to maybe fade out a little bit. This is where we should be. Should be fading a little bit out of the diadem. You know, we've been running a lot of diadem. I'm going to take some break of the diadem. You know, we may be up to, we're doing our savage stuff, and we're almost ready to clear that fourth, uh, the fourth savage. And um, Thordney X was fun. We're, we'll do a little more of that. And um, can't wait till we... Uh, you know, get the uh, the next uh, airship crew together to do some more diadem fun stuff. And uh, instead, that's not what we're saying at all. We're 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 not saying anything close to that stuff. And it makes me sad that we we just are not having the fun that I think we could be having. And I'm still listen. I'm still positive. I still think we're gonna have fun. I'm still having fun in the content that I'm choosing to do. Um, I, I'm just looking for 
some more tweaks and really, a, I think, a fresh mindset from the development team. We're really we're focused on fun for everybody, even if that means some players don't get to do some content and some players are going to get content that other players don't necessarily want. But that doesn't mean that it's not good for the community as a whole. But we've got to quit dumbing stuff down. Point the eighth, his last point, goes to the duty finder and says, the duty finder is ruining MMOs because we just are making everything where you don't have to get a group, you don't make memories, there's no journey in MMOs, it's just how can we get to the reward the fastest. Queue up for the latest two soulless loot tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I do lament that. I have some great 11 memories. I've got some great 1.0 memories. I have great 2.0 memories. I've got 3.0 memories that are great too. And they're always with people I care about. And they're always doing some fun challenge thing that's not too challenging that I start loathing the people I'm with because I start doubting they're bringing their A game and start wondering if uh, our team is falling apart and start wondering if so-and-so said something snarky because, you know, because we're all frustrated at the level of content. And, um, you know, there's fun enough content to do that my friends are actually logging in. Yep, for sure. And he ends with, Yoshida, you've lost 15 subs today. So apparently they're they're gone. They're gone. Him, him and his friends are gone. He says, we're out. Goodbye, Eorzea. Love you dearly, but I do not believe all of your creators do. <laughs> Yoshida, the next, gen, the next gen MMO chess master who misread the times. <laughs> Some of this stuff is just real... He he really does wax poetic a lot of it. Oh, yeah. So I'm giving it a grain of salt to some of it because he is emo. Well, he he. It's not so much emotional, but there is a flowery language that is involved in here. So I do take a bit with a grain of salt. But when you cut down, maybe not so much. I don't know about the seventh and eighth point as much as I do the definitely the first five six points. He hits a nail on the head with those things, and if you strip away the flowery language, there's some truth to those nuggets. And I hate to say that, but there is. <laughs> I know. We look for the future. Please look, look for forward to it. All right, happy hour. Uh, we, we, had, we got ourselves an iTunes review. Thank you. I got two thumbs up. Oh, wait, two thumbs or five Lalafell thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Totally awesome conversations seem very natural and informed at the same time. Needs more taco talk and maybe make the logo metallic green. Ah, oh, Millie. <laughs> <laughs> we got some metallic green okay. talk in. Got some, got some. We bought some. All right, last call. Any shout outs? I don't have any shout outs this week. No, no shout outs this week. Hey, I think. Uh, we're looking for people who may want to do some guest spots and come talk to us and do some stuff. We may be reaching out to some uh, to some listeners and reaching out to some fans to see if you want a guest spot on our show. So that might be a thing that happens in the near future. Stay tuned. Yep, I think we definitely be very interested in getting some of the community to come and chat with us. So. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, gtffxiv.com. While you're there, leave us a comment. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. Email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. And please rate us. Personal plugs, Ruby. Yes, yes. You can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. 
I've been a total slacker. In the last couple of weeks, I haven't been doing my stream, but I do promise to stream tomorrow night, and that is at TXK Hot Sauce, and that is every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock Central. And you can find me on Twitter at YeltaSumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. Goodbye. Oh, no, we're going to have a yawning fit. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.